Celtic God speaking. Uh, pull up a chair. Let's have a talk. Uh, the song that you just heard was Roy Clark's 12th, 12th Street Rag. I hope everybody's doing all right today. How you doing, Ike? I'm doing good. How's everybody else doing? I'm all good. I'm doing great today. Glad to be. All right. And Discord does not like people from Maine today. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you can't hear me? <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. You, just, you okay. <laughs> cut out and dribbled off there right at the end. Uh, it's probably my, my wonderful Wi-Fi here in the woods. <laughs> yes, got to adjust the uh, the limb. But today, uh, yes. t- oh, uh, I want to thank everybody that does listen to us. Like um, Some people has been saying, oh darn, I missed the first half of the show, or, or I... I consistently have to miss the last half of the show you can catch the full replays on your favorite podcast platform um and it's heim dollars home just like at this live stream channel which uh today we're only streaming on d live uh youtube seems to keep hamstringing us for some reason and then counts everywhere drops whenever we stream to youtube i don't know what the frick is going on but yeah uh let me see or if you uh, uh, want to support us too, you can get extra extra content on Subscribestar. I believe that's under Heimdaller's Home, yeah? Yes. So that's Heimdaller's Home, spelled the same way as here. We're Heimdaller's Home everywhere. Or uh, there's also the Wilder Homes. Wilder, uh, no, I got to read the, the title of it because I'm having brain farts. Wilder Homes Project GoFundMe is a way that you can support us directly so that we can keep everything rolling out as well as buying the European diaspora magazine which I already sold out once so that's good yay um and we have another another issue of that coming out pretty soon but anyways today we wanted to play a fun game that we play with each other to kind of um I don't know uh it's not past time but it gets us thinking it's the what if game what if we had the Jeff Bezos movie uh, money, and we could make a TV show or a movie specifically for our people. What is it that we would do? And uh, there, there's one that you had a particular idea for, which we play with quite uh, quite often. You want uh, to introduce everybody to that general concept of a TV show? Um, hmm. You know, how much in detail would I go? Uh, just the general feel for it, and then we can build on it. I mean, we got a couple yeah. hours. You could take an hour and fifteen minute setup if you want. <laughs> so, if the resources and the people become available to put something as such as a TV series in creation <clears throat> into reality. Uh, I would very much be interested to partake in that. Write scripts and give a layout of uh, of the world and the people 
<clears throat> would be a historic piece but it would be to show our people who we are it would be um, this is something that a lot of historic series try to do they try to catch the attitude of the time so to say <clears throat> however what they then always end up doing is just breaking uh, breaking morality without real good reason for it the the habits of a culture, the the outlook on life of a culture, etc. And you know how does marriage function? How does uh, how do you, you know, what is the the leadership of the of the time? And how would things play out? Would there be corruption? Wouldn't there be whatever? All of that stuff. But it always seems very artificial, and more so. Uh, in, 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 in any show today it's there just for a certain kind of shock value and maybe even <clears throat> in a more sinister sense to introduce uh, to basically make people jaded to what we otherwise may find, hor may find horrible behavior and in a certain sense yeah just make it more acceptable because people get used to everything and in a certain series if you show a lot of the same thing the viewers of that show are going to start being normalized to it that's just part of the human condition you can you know doesn't matter how much these people say that oh it's just movie or it's just theater or what have you it will still have an effect on <clears throat> on you so where I want to take it uh, instead of exposing people to all kinds of um, shocking material to keep the views in and all of that stuff I would much rather pique the people's interest and go explore the the inherent morality of our people which is going to play a very big part in the series if I if I would uh, <clears throat> have any say in it now what does that mean it's basically to cut through not just that specific time period alone but through all of history the, the big question is how, you know, who is our people? What is it that we do? What are the ideals that we inherently like? And what is it that we inherently dislike? There is a common thread to be seen there throughout history. <clears throat> Although, of course, again, there are many sinister groups out there today, anti-whites of all kinds, who want to muddy those waters and give us an impression of our ancestors. Uh, you know that they behaved in ways that we actually find abhorrent which doesn't make any sense uh, because where do we inherit that you know, those likes and dislikes from from our ancestors um, yeah so <clears throat> this historical series will be very much rooted in in that the engagement of every per you know personality that appears in there uh, some will be historical, others will be fictional. Mm, but with as much respect to historical, uh, archaeological findings and all that stuff as is possible, which is also often neglected too. I want to put a stop to that and actually show to people also that we can... Yeah, there is a lot of beauty uh, that our people have produced over the ages. And I want that reflected. I want people to be able to reconnect with that and see that again. 
it's actually my suspicion that in a lot of, so to say, historical um, shows, they mess around with that, not because it's inconvenient for them, but simply because they have no interest for it or they don't want our people to, you know, to have that flame in ourselves rekindled. So make, in other words, uh, you don't want to make a Vikings remake? No, we do not. Uh, well, you know, I didn't want to specifically go there because there is a lot of series that do this, but I suppose yes. The whole, um, yeah, and also real. I want everything to to be a reflection of the real. So will there be larger-than-life moments? Sure. Will there be larger-than-life characters? Sure. But these characters will earn that. It's not that they are going to be that because the script wants it to, or uh, yeah, whatever it's going to be. It's going to have to be earned. And history shows that there are such. Why, what else is a hero if not a larger-than-life character? Um, and it also includes that, yes, we're going to see, or I, at least I aim to have uh, a lot of historical accuracy. So these Mohawks, um, the sci-fi biker armor outfits that you see in other series, or everyone randomly uh, being uh, having a what would you call that? You know, this weird, this weird makeup and all of that stuff. But um, basically, the idea is not to have a documentary, but to not have some weird drama, but something in between, where things are historically accurate, but it's not a, it's not a documentary, but it's also not um, just. Over the top drama with all today's political talking points fucking wedged in there, but something closer to to who we are as a people. Yeah, it's it. What I definitely aim for, would aim for, is that it is, uh, what would you call that, ideology free. Now, granted, you're going to see, you may just see uh, the effects of certain ideologies in there, but I. I despise politics in entertainment. It's a sinister way to, to, uh, yeah, I guess for lack of another term, brainwash people. I have no political affiliations whatsoever. Neither do I have religions once. So, I mean, all I care about really is for our people to be displayed in a proper and decent way. And actually give, uh, give the viewers uh, something to, to connect with. To, to look at uh, to look at these characters and the lives they live and just be um, be intrigued and to want to follow them or not you don't even necessarily need to like all of the characters and that will be in the sh in, in this series well let's say let, let's say Jeff Bezos kicked off today and left you all of his money so you could start start this project tomorrow what time period would you want to start in? Mm, to start in, I would say maybe early eighth century would be somewhat of a starting point. Yeah, I think I would go there. Any particular reason? The particular reasons there are several. First and foremost, there is uh, there is my personal interest in a certain. Mm, about that era 
within Europe in general for you know just the technology really uh, starts to pick up in certain ways and uh, you see the influence of non-white ideologies creeping or even forcing themselves into Europe and also to just what you might say to explore like how is it possible how can something that does not come from our people you know end up can end up having such a strong hold on Western societies what does what is it that drove our ancestors to to be swept up by it was it by force was it was it by uh, was it voluntary was there you know what kind of practice did uh, did this new influence engage in and then how did our people respond to that that's uh, yeah, I would. Uh, that's um, to not go into much detail. That's yeah. That's one of the main reasons why I would go with around the eighth century. Some yeah. That's uh, there is that to it. Plus, you also see a lot of shifts in thinking in in the European mindset itself around that era. That most people who are familiar. Uh, with this time frame in history actually tend to overlook so to put that in a series will be very intriguing for a lot of people I would argue if they have a remote interest in history itself or just human psychology itself it would be well worth the watch right and, and there will uh... Uh, we yeah. we could show full spectrums of stuff because uh, a lot of things isn't just this or that. Like, oh, Christians moved in, they pointed the sword, everybody converted. No, there was fighting. Uh, some people resisted. Some people were tricked into it. Other people were like, well, I'll just say the words that they want me to say, and they'll leave me alone, and I'll just do whatever it is I really want to do. Uh, because our people, we really haven't changed at our core. And of course, some people were really pressed into it, and yeah, they was doing their own thing on the slide, but there was also, some people grabbed right a hold of it and and started being part of the major problem. I mean, pretty much anybody that didn't resist it was part of the problem, but then they became the instigators of the problem. Because weak people are drawn to free power. Yeah, I get kind of, I'm going to be honest, I get kind of irritated when people are like, all these witches that were burned, you darn misogynist. And I'm like, well, first of all, there were a lot of males that were burned, and there were the werewolves. And then there are all the men that died trying to keep Christianity from getting into power. And this is the messed up thing, is we, in many ways our people kept the mindset of that concept of ethnic faith in an odd way, at least the general populace. So when they were told that we're Christian... They would think that would be like a, uh, that would just be the name of their ethnic faith, more or less. And they were, things were so corrupted that that's why you have people that think praying to the Queen of Elfheim was a form of Christianity. Or um, there are people that completely made up their own conceptions. Like there's actually a book uh, about someone who read like occult books and they knew folklore they knew a bit about the bible and they basically made up their own version like they had 
there was chaos, and then the four elements came in, and like cheese will attract maggots, uh, the universe attracted these their own kind of maggots into the cheese of the universe, and those were the angels. And you can see where things get kind of odd when most people are not allowed to read the book you're telling them to worship. Yeah, well, we could we could show that in how uh, uh, like when. Christianity wasn't Christianity as we think of it now when it first moved in and there was people that resisted it but there was also people that would um, tailor it for their audience and um, yes let me see the sexy dirt no sexy dirt in, in a show like this yeah, um, no sexy dirt show people how the clothes were worn correctly yes so that they don't look like rejects from Home Depot Show them how to actually use weapons. And that is something I would love. I would love to be able to see. In this series is actually the, the accurate clothing that our people wore. Right, and all all we really have to do is we could touch on historical things, and it wouldn't even necessarily need to be one long coherent story because we've discussed this before. We could hop hop around in history, so historical periods. And or the same same time period in different lands. We don't necessarily have to follow a particular character for something like this. Because the idea would be to... Um, well, in many ways they've undone us with stories. Our people, we love stories. Whether it's, it's spoken or, or written or on movies or TV. We love stories. So what is one of the major pushes that they've done in the last few decades is they've attacked us through stories. Yeah, I mean, I even touched on this in my most recent Subscribe Star post. And it's um, nothing new. No, it, they've been doing it for a long time. Like, even our folklore. Because how many gods were covered up with saints? How many, um, like, in his oldest stories, King Arthur is a pagan king. Or uh, St. George and the Dragon. That's covering up something probably akin to Sigurd and Fafnir. I mean, they intentionally attacked certain concepts of us. And it's been going on for quite a while. This is only the recent the recent spell. And kind of the reason that it's such a problem right now, and I even do a, did a video on this uh, surrogate mythology, they... We don't have the old stories to root us so they can more easily manipulate the new stories. Well, and that's actually how they uh, inserted these uh, universalistic ideas into our people in the first place was through stories. That's why a show like this would be very, very important. And we could show some of the um, misunderstandings, I guess. Like um, yesterday we was talking a little bit about berserkers. Well, we could show uh, the, the academics have their view because they're pulling from a very specific group of, of, of stories which title these berserkers it's not that the berserkers didn't exist but all of our peoples had warriors like this and they would have had many different names do we know the, the names of the other groups of these kind of warriors well no well like our heritage uh, at least to the best of my knowledge except for you know I discount my family's titles but well, CG, uh, not CG, Hans actually brought up that Heracles kind of fits the definition of a berserker. Right, and we could show stuff like this. We would have free reign to show people to 
get them out of this academic mindset and realize, oh, hey, we are a people. And yeah, they have these things that academics talk about, but this way makes much more sense. The, the way that they're showing it makes much more sense. And we could even, um, like, I think it might be fun if um, at some point we have a group of heroes, I guess, sitting around a, a fire telling stories to each other. And then, like, some of our mythical stories. And now we we could do a whole episode, basically, where it starts off, he's telling a story and then fade. And then you actually watch the story play out. So that sort might of be like something a... that, would, that could be fun and interesting. What? So sort of like uh, those old anthology shows where they had like several storytellers, like either like the Book of Virtues or... No, I meant like literally just show some guys sitting around a, uh, a fire, campfire at night for whatever reason. They're waiting for battle or they're just uh, at night before they go to bed because they're on a hunt or they're just traveling or whatever. And then they start telling each other stories, uh, like mythical stories. Um, and then for the episode... You just play out the story that the guy is telling. Like, you set it up. Because if a story is told well, you actually picture it in your head. You stop actually listening to the person that's that's talking and watching that person. And a world un, unfolds in your mind. So to take the people to that mindset. And then actually just, I, I don't know, Baba Yaga or... Giants strolling across the land and actually show something like that on screen. I think that would be very interesting. You're looking at me blankly like you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I think I know what you're talking about, but you, you're actually kind of describing... It's basically you'd have... At least in that episode, you'd have storytellers that they're waiting to do something. And then the story they tell becomes what that's on the screen. Right. And that's what I was describing. That's what Book of Virtues is. That's why I was bringing that up as they did that. Right, but rather than doing a whole series of it, just do it like the one time or every now and then. So it's not a conglomeration of a bunch of short stories, but just one story told that way. What's that? It's a good framing device. And I do want to actually include historical events as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It, It can go in many directions. Will there be a main hero? Uh, I actually like the idea more so that we're going to play around with that. Uh, that there may be many heroes. When I prefer perhaps to say protagonists and antagonists and all of that. Well, one thing that might be interesting is if you start off with, with one, for instance, so we follow him for, I don't know, half a season or even a season, and then we'll go to a completely different area or even time period, Different actor, different people, different environment, and yet to uh, have somebody at the beginning say, "Oh, you're you're much like and whatever the main character's name is," and then all of it gets attributed to that same name, even though it might be twenty different people. That might be an interesting concept to do for how some of these names might get so big and unbelievable that. Um, it just boggles mind. But then too, we could also turn around and do the flip. Where there is just somebody that intense, that that um, big, that he actually did all these things, and maybe more. So we could go in both directions. And, and I think that would be beautiful, along with just like little, uh, little stories where we have a few episodes of the life of Hans, and a few episodes of the, the life of Rufus, and a few episodes of the life of Finn Wraith. 
and do the whole gambit. I mean, if we got infinite money and we've purchased all the land in all of our countries that we can and we have all of our people living on it because it's private property, um, and we still have billions of dollars left to play with, why not do a show like this? Got to admit it, guys, it would just be straight up fun, right? And um, Oh, even if we had, I mean, with infinite money, because people might say, well, they'd never allow that on TV. Yeah, well, if with that kind of money, we could start our own ISP with our own servers, with our own <laughs> yeah. broadcasting company. Have our own network. <laughs> be the, yeah. We know from politics, starting your own thing doesn't necessarily work if they can bully the ISPs into dropping you so fuck it start our own i start our own internet basically with our own broadcast companies with our own tv channels with our own this and our own that and force everybody to play our game yeah and uh oh, what else would be that you know i also want to i want to depict uh, a europe the, of the time that means uh you know just <clears throat> play with the land a lot these people you know, in the past, our ancestors in the past were far more connected to nature in the sense of there was simply more nature to be in, right? And, uh, you know, there will be the, the interesting exploration of what kind of animals will they bump into because a lot of animals were alive then that are extinct today. Maybe we can play around with that too. And even if it's just in the background, and how does that affect that lifestyle? Um... But I'm not going to go into detail of that because that would be that may spoil the fun just a little bit too much. And also, yeah, the way how I how I envision it right now is uh, you know, bringing up the Viking series, the Viking series that we are familiar with from uh, I actually forgot which is it HBO. Ah, oh, doesn't matter. They had a very strong actor who was carrying most part of the show and with his death which was handled a bit clumsily I would argue the uh, a lot of the fan base actually left because you know, the, the actor is, is just that amazing just that charismatic and very um, skillful like you ask this guy to do something and he actually would pull it off too <clears throat> that's and yeah, that's uh, that's something I want to avoid. Sure, you want charismatic actors and what have you, but uh, it's, oh, it's no. No, yeah about just. Uh, did you say something? Uh, you cut out for a second, but you popped right back. So yeah, just to play around with the idea that uh, characters may come and go. The guy that we're going to start with is not the guy we're going to end with. That's not even a spoiler. <clears throat> and it doesn't even say about how he's going to, how is he going to leave? What is going to be his finish of the, of the show? <clears throat> that sort of thing uh, is something I really want to play around with a bit more. Uh, right. And really, it only have to be chronological in the sense of while we're telling one particular story. So we could... It, if we keep it to season-long stories or or so many episode-long stories, we could hop, actually hop back and forth and it would still make for a coherent show because people adapt to storytelling 
methods. So we could uh, show a story when when a guy's I don't know twenty years old his his first real battle. You know he's played around a little bit, but this is his first real serious battle. He's pissing his pants, and then uh, and another story set we see him as an old man um, dying during a time of peace in his bed, surrounded by his family, and. and how uh, and them regaling with stories of how great he was when he in his youth. Uh, <clears throat> so we don't have to use the standard format that they use now with TV shows, which is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Especially if you're telling the story of an entire people. Just to follow a few handfuls of people, that's <clears throat> that just doesn't do. It's it's uh, because then it's just a story about the about a guy's life. And that's a mistake you see in a lot of shows. Uh, and yeah, yeah. At any rate, play around with that a bit more, and just have fun. Um, while it's also, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully people also learn from it. And as the, the hill mentions, yeah, putting a focus on how did they dress, why did they dress like such. <clears throat> What was the, the kind of craftsmanship they were capable of? How did houses look back in the day? Because modern day museums also do not completely reflect it uh, in full. One has to keep in mind that uh, these, <coughs> yeah, just functional housing, uh, what kind of uh, tools that they have. The, and also a very big part in it all is I'm not really interested to have people to just be in the background. Uh, what do you call those? Like throwaway characters without names or backgrounds. The cattle call. The cattle call where you got like a thousand people and most of them are doing nothing other than just being there. That kind of thing. Um, not very interested in that either. I mean, yeah, of course. Let's say we, we can really go crazy and we have uh, we have the ability to have thousands of people in the back to enact a certain event or what have you. Yeah, you can you can hardly go by every single individual and, uh, and give them something specific to do. But as far as characters that are really going to be fleshed out, um, even even the nameless ones, they are there with a purpose. It can be that they are the smith. Uh, it can be that they are a sailor. One thing I would find yeah. funny for like a cattle call situation, which would be a battle, is uh, do the stereotypical charge. You know, like they do in every TV show. The armies march up, and then they charge into each other, and you got bodies flying all over the place. Show what really happens when one army charges and the other one is disciplined and smart. Newsflash, it doesn't end well. Yeah, it ends very, very poorly. <laughs> very poorly, in fact. As, especially for the ones that charged. It does not end well for them. There's even a few, uh, at least a YouTube video that shows that. Where they just, they get enveloped. It is just very, very bad for them. It is not a good plan. Yeah, that's also... Yeah, that's also what we're going to do. We're going to have these fighting scenes or what have you. Uh, you know, all credit in uh, to stuntmen and whatever who risk their necks in some of these uh, scenes and whatever you whether they do fighting, choreography and whatever. 
they risk poking an eye out or whatever it's going to be, or have to deal with actors that don't know what they're doing and they panic and actually start swinging like lunatics while they should be immediately told to stop doing so. Uh, and part of it too is I would like to show these uh, these uh, these people that <clears throat> they defend the way that modern um, action sequences are done with well the, the action sequence is a story yes it is but you don't need to do it the way that you're doing it where they're sparring back and forth for like five fucking minutes accomplishing nothing if you have two two really expen uh, experienced fighters typically the first one to mess up uh, they, they last seconds I mean, most time it'll be so damn fast that the people watching don't even know what happened. Um, it'll be one, one hack, one stab, one slash, one whatever, and it's done. Um, and I would like to actually and show that. Could... And, and show that this can be exciting. This can be exciting because think of that movie uh, I pointed out with the, that movie, uh, what is it, Gladiator? The one fight scene everybody's really impressed with is the very first one. The one where Brad Pitt comes out. Uh, I think we, I think we could all agree. Like nobody, that was Troy. nobody was wants it? to see that uh, that overused uh, trope, where like the uh, two characters are just standing there, staring at each other, monologuing <laughs> before or during <clears throat> the fight, <laughs> or crossing swords for a minute and a half while they roll around in the dirt. I mean, really, an experienced person, pretty much you're just going to strike forward and just whack them. That's the way that really works. The more that you sit there and you play with somebody, the higher the odds go that the that your opponent can win. So you just get in there and you get it done. And what was you going to say, oh, uh, Ike? Oh, I was saying that the... Um, that's Troy, not Gla Gladiator. Oh, yeah, Troy. With Achilles. Troy, uh, the, the fight scene with uh, Achilles, that very first fight scene is the most impressive fight scene in there. And all it is is Achilles, he jogs, he, he, he's still putting his gear on when he gets to the field, grabs his weapon, jogs across the, the, um, the, the, the opening there, just jumps up and stabs the dude to death. It is the, the one scene that everybody talks about that's watched that, that movie Troy. More so than the long drawn out ones that come afterwards. That's the one that impressed people. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely how it's done. <laughs> Rather than when Hector and uh, what is his face, Achilles. Uh, oh yeah, it was against Achilles. That's right. When they duke it out against each other, it takes ages. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's. Uh, I wanted to mention something and it slipped from my mind. But yeah, going into <coughs> into combat. That's also something I want to uh, to experiment with. I have some I I have some ideas in mind how it can be filmed and how it can go quick. Again, I don't want to go into the detail too much, but yeah, experienced uh, fighters and warriors, workers, whatever, they um, yeah, it goes quick and. Of course, I guess most most people who, who who are in the movie industry they think a battle has to be has uh, has to be long, so people have time to get a sense of what's going on. But I actually like to play with the idea to make that not necessarily difficult to understand, but to keep people really, <clears throat> you know, forcing them to focus on yeah, if you're if you're gonna 
you're gonna be drooling in your popcorn while you're watching it. You you may just lose the lose what's going on here and there. But then I'll uh, yeah, it's it's about mm, that's about following more so uh, army movements than just a specific character here and there. That's usually what they do. It's like oh, watch this character, watch our hero kick ass and whatever that sort of thing. Whereas I'm more interested in. Um, if he's the leader of man, I'm far more interested in him showing his ability to keep his men alive. So it, it's it's not even about oh look at all these sides and they're losing men left and right etc. No, true skill is keeping your guys alive. That's far more interesting to play with, I believe. Or if it is really just a warrior who who is supposed to be very skillful. You know, what is he doing on the battlefield to... You know, how is he asserting himself in, in a fight? And um, you have to play al along with that a whole lot. Right, and, and we don't have... Uh, as much as I... Because I really love the the whole fighty stuff. But um, other aspects that we've talked about too is... Uh, maybe showing everyday humdrum life. Because I see people talking about how boring their life is. Uh, where they're literally doing just everyday things and just talking with each other. Like we could do an episode where, uh, I don't know, it could be a fishing village, for instance, just to, to pull something out of my ass. And you got the women, they're, they're fixing the fishing nets and, and repairing lines and this and that. And then you might have a father teaching his son how to split firewood. And they're just talking. They're, they're, just, they're just talking. About the upcoming fishing and oh, uh, uh, my grandfather said this and these things would still be very interesting and we could also show in some ways people how to do these things. Like how do you make a fishing net? Uh, like with the, the women doing the fishing net, uh, making the fishing net, we could actually have a scene where a mother is or a father, whatever, is teaching daughter or, or the son how to make a fishing net. And just that interaction could actually be really interesting. It all depends on what angle you take take it from. And really, how exciting is making a fishing net? That's the thing, right? You can make it into... You can, if a character, for example, is, is knitting a fishing net together, so to say, or creating a rope whatever it's going to be yeah keeping uh, keeping people busy you know it's it's not always um uh, carry lines with raw charisma maybe sometimes you know yeah just very mundane moments in life where one guy walks up the next guy and they're talking about their next journey or whatever it's going to be but then one of them is plucking a chicken well you know life goes on as they say and that's also something that's I find it a bit sad in a lot of shows that that's not see, uh, shown more often. But then again, it depends on the show. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but doing actual practical things. And it also shows then that there is a certain depth to the characters in the sense of these are people that are... <clears throat> yeah, it's not that, they, uh, that being a warrior is not a job. It's just a thing that is part of who, who a person is. But, you know, when it's, uh, he still needs to eat, right? So maybe he's butchering a, a pig or maybe he's plucking a chicken or he's pulling onions out of his garden, whatever. 
<laughs> that's how, that's uh, it seems perhaps a bit uh, mundane, but that's that's just life, and we'll just make sure that it that it looks interesting or fun, whatever it's going to be, or that at least the dialogue is very interesting while they're doing this, because it's never just about them. Um, doing a certain practice it's of course always about driving the story forwards and uh, how these characters uh, engage with one another which then also where again comes into play as you know, where do they come from what's their personality and then playing in on that that ancient mindset of ours without any what you might say <clears throat> foreign influences or sometimes they are uh, those who are affected, you might say, how they then start behaving in contrast to those who are not. Right. And, and the interactions of the community, I think, would be very, very important. Like, um, uh, okay, some people now, and I'm sure long in the past, they viewed, I'm a warrior, that puts me above the farmer. So then uh, the old warmer, the, the old warrior, to teach humility to these young guys, then uh, one of the farmers might be struggling that year. We're all going to go help him. We're, we're all going to go help the farmer. We're, we're going to plow his field. He needs to show us what to do, but we're going to do the physical labor to help him out, to help him lift, basically, so that uh, we can eat. He needs help to feed us, so we are going to help him so that we can eat. And, and for... Somebody that places all importance on the glory of the battlefield. That's really humbling. Not only when you have to go do it, because if only you have to go do it, then it's a punishment. But if everybody goes and does it, this becomes just the way that it is. Same as, as in reverse, and we could have the exact same setup where, oh, I can't go fight the invading uh, Christians, for instance, because I, I love the idea of fighting Christians. Oh, I can't go fight them. I have sheep to milk or whatever. I'm a farmer. I'm not a fighter. But because he's helped, he, he's helped, then there's there's that social pressure, I guess, to help in return, to defend his own shit. Mind you, um, just not to give the wrong perception here, it's not just going to be uh, no, everyone against the Christians or vice versa. It's going to be a mess. And that's actually, that's just a history of things. That's how it happened. Uh, in terms of conflict, it was one big mess. Mm -hmm. And we're going to show that mess in all its wondrous glory and its horrible tragedy. Because that's what happened. And <clears throat> it deserves to be in the memory of our people. Hopefully... I really like the, I really like the idea as well of just showing... Uh, the crossover of skills that, that our people have because it, it it I do find it silly that in a lot of shows and movies it's always depicted as like okay this person is just a farmer and that is all that they do you know so they can't fight or defend I don't think that was a reality for our people in the past <laughs> All right, let's pause right here real quick for a commercial break. I didn't realize that we covered this much ground already. So, uh, yeah, here's the commercial break for the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, there we go. We're back. 
but yeah, um, it's uh, communities are communities. Everybody is supposed to help everybody out, and that's not in the communism sense. That's just in the if you don't want to fucking die sense. <laughs> and it's not that you'd be killed for for not uh, helping helping out, but when you need help, how likely are people to help you if you reject helping them? That is true, and you know that's that's all going to be in there. But again, it's not just it's not just going to be this bland one group against the other because that's also something that Vikings, uh, the Vikings show did. It was uh, the Vikings against the Christians, and um, life is far more nuanced than that. It became a parody. Uh, it truly did. Right. Well, Although, and, and we can cover things too, like Finrace just brought up. Uh, Maybe paganism might survive longer with more unity. It's a fair enough uh, thing. It's not technical, whatever. Um, maybe my ancestors should have allied with the pagans in the Baltics, and we can show we can show that that was part of the problem. Part of how um, society, the culture, was actually changed is you still have while Christians are fighting fighting pagans and pushing pushing in on the pagan areas. The pagans were also fighting the pagans, and then on occasion the Christians were fighting the Christians and using the, the allying with the pagans to crush this other Christian group, and, and it was just like a it was a fucking mess. Well, and the thing everybody likes to pretend is the moment Christianity officially took over, paganism was gone. Meanwhile, gods like Hala, Perchta, Hark, Bridget, Makash, on and on and on, they were all still worshipped. I mean. When they were still doing um, chants to Wode, uh, law, like back in the frickin' times of Grimm's fairy tales being written down, that's supposedly 900 years past when they were supposed to be converted. More, actually. Right, well, and we're still doing Krampus runs. We're still, they never stopped. We're still uh, doing uh, Perchton... Perchton uh, runs. Yeah, Perchton runs. I wasn't sure if it was a run or a march. Uh Mumming is almost died out, but it's starting to come back. Yes, they're they're especially with the coup. So it never actually stuff. died. It's been more suppressed and or more people adorable. don't realize what it is that uh, they're doing. The fucking leftists want to talk about cultural appropriation. Oh boy! <laughs> right, but we can we can touch on a lot of these things in a series like this, as opposed to a singular movie, um, where. Seeking power, personal power, or avoiding responsibility. It's been a thing for a very long time and leads us to where we are now. Like uh, We always talking once about where you got a group of pagans that realize the problem with Christianity. It's coming in. And then they're actually being fought against by pagans who are saying, Well, no, Thomas here, or Yeshua, he's a good guy. They aren't bad. They aren't causing any harm. You're the one attacking them. Because it happened. I mean, it's in historical documentation that that happened. Yeah, they, they, they use the same tactic as the Muslims. Pretend to be nice, pretend to be nice, and when you have the numbers, take over and enforce your will. It worked because we were too nice. Like what happened in the Southwest? Oh, don't be mean to Jesus. Oh, hey, don't be mean to Maria. Oh, hey, don't be mean to her. They're good people. Yeah. They're not the same as those people you don't like. What do you have against Mexicans? 
Right. They're it's the, it's the same thing. It, it's been something that's been pretty consistently done. So we, while we're trying to avoid politics and stuff, it's in our nature to do this. If somebody's nice to us, we have a tendency to like them, and then we will defend them from the bullies. So it, it shows that nothing has really changed while everything has still changed. What happened was something came into being around us that we weren't aware of. Right. The concept of a universalist faith just wasn't a thing. Well, and the concept of people that didn't look like us to the bulk of Europeans, that didn't exist in most Europeans' minds. Yeah, there was no such thing as a brown person or a black person or an Asian. There was just And if you tried describing them, then they, they still couldn't imagine them as people. They would imagine them as like these weird magical monsters or something or just exactly looking like us with different skin color yeah because Uh, that's another option and and you could say well well no that's not the case right up into the point where paintings not being mass produced but where uh, the art explosion on canvas you can see it where they will paint somebody of another race with european features just a different skin tone and and different clothes because they, they just couldn't imagine them looking different. So why would it necessarily be any different even earlier in our history um, when far, far spread travel was far more common in the later periods? Did I kill chat? You know, uh, and what I would like to see in a, in a sh- series, and I think this is something that's a lacking as well, is, you know, like actual kind of relationships between the men and women, between, you know, like you said, like the everyday kind of life in the village, let's say, and you show how the husbands and wives interact with, with each other, how they authentically raised their children instead of this picture that's often presented in TV shows where it's either, you know, constant fighting or everything's so perfect. Like just show something realistic so that especially for our young people, they can see what a marriage is really like or what a relationship is really like, what it's Mm -hmm. really like to raise children, you know, in, in, in a historical sense. But I think that also carries on to today. I think that would be really interesting to show as well and beneficial to our people. Uh, it's um, for example, uh, <clears throat> I have no interest to have a series, a series full of supermodels uh, swinging swords around all the time, or whatever it's going to be, uh, <clears throat> who are just caricatures, who you know just express themselves in horrific ways, in my opinion. But that's you know that's again that that unrealistic shock factor. Or this random, uh, that random moodiness and all of all of that, the diva attitudes that are supposedly uh, um, <clears throat> something that that should awe you in, in the series. Whereas uh, when it, when you think about it in reality, such people they would be quickly outcasted from villages and what have you. <laughs> so um, yeah, just just normal looking people. Who uh, were just living out their lives? I have no qualms with having what you might call disturbances on a set, in the sense of 
if a toddler, you know, like let's say two two uh, actors are going through their dialogue, and then suddenly a toddler comes running in the room, screeching at the top of uh, of his or her lungs. Hey, that happens, <laughs> you know, and that is also that is also something I I want to experiment with. Not do it too much. But what would be hilarious it, is that is that epic moment, and most of us have had it. That's been around kids. You're having a very, very serious, deep conversation, and the kids are just running around screaming like maniacs, like chasing <laughs> each other with sticks or whatever. That would be amazing. That would be amazing to have in the show to show aspects of real life because these things they happen. You're, like you're, two. What's that? Ancient warriors, like both in their fifties and what have you, and they're kind of planning. They're a bit world weary. Uh, one of them is really thinking about uh, the whole concept, for example, of dying with a sword in your hand. Or <laughs> just saying an example. Right. And he's talking to his battle brother and says, "Yeah, you know, all these injuries. It's becoming more and more difficult to go through life. Um, uh, more on that in a minute too." Uh, but I, I think I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna end it. But in a good fight, you know. So next voyage, I think uh, I'm gonna say my farewells to everyone, and I, I'm gonna, like I'm gonna go beyond the veil or whatever it's gonna be. But like while they're saying that, like a, a, a horde of little children is just storming in. I would even be that guy who actually surprises the actors. Like while they're doing this, just like okay, kids, go! And it's like twenty children just screeching <laughs> just as they're running. Just to get that genuine reaction of what the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> or it, or to see if they can just maintain that conversation and just letting the kids do kid stuff while they just continue on with their conversation because both these things are equally true. Sometimes you uh, people can maintain the conversation and they just. Ignore the kids doing kid stuff, and then other times they stop, and their attention is absorbed by the children. I think it would be awesome if suddenly, like, you know, partway through this serious conversation, like, they start just interacting with the children, like, start chasing them around or something. Definitely. You know, just these and then they realize it doesn't have to be so serious after all, that they can continue on with their life. They don't have to... Make or their maybe, last voyage because they wanted children. Or maybe they were never serious serious in that sense in the first place. That this is just something that they did. But the real, but being wise enough to understand that real life is at home. I mean, for everyone that's uh, that's partaking in the chat and listening in, can you see how many directions it can go into? And we can have all of that in there, really. And wholesome uh, directions uh, uh, for our people that reinforce the notion of who we are at our core, our biosphere. And it wouldn't all have to be dramatic. Actually, I think it'd be more impactful if, if during a show like this, if we was to visit Slavic lands and it, everything is very similar. You, different clothing, different houses, same story. Be, because I don't know any white man or woman that doesn't love their children or their grandchildren. They might not like them very much, but they love them. Or right. Scandinavian, or Celtic, or... So we can show the, the wide variety in that really we all have the same core, even if the expressions might be a little bit different. 
And I want to address uh, something that I mentioned I was going to. I want, you know, let's say they go into places of mortal danger. How do they do that in shows? Like, I I cannot watch any show these days anymore. It's, it's just... It, it makes me... Uh, my suspension of belief, or however you call that, is just gone. Oh, yeah. The dreaded plot disbelief. armor. <laughs> the plot armor. But also, this is also something that people don't realize there is, and I see it everywhere, is the plot band-aids, as I call them. Because how many, like, yeah, let's say they get injured, even if they get injured. Oh, well, it's always going to end up with a scar, and that's it. Um... I would very much prefer that when characters go into battle, they may actually end up with lasting consequences. Right, but it, not it in that Game of Thrones kind of way. And make, for the love of all the gods, make armor work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, that, that's also a big one. Make armor work and... Um, Hmm. Yeah, just to just to show, like, yeah, you can lose a pair of fingers in a fight. Also, the current politics, uh, which I find immensely irresponsible and straight down, yeah, straight up juvenile and mean spirited, even sinister. If you are a one hundred twenty, one hundred forty pound woman. In the thick of a fight, uh, <laughs> a medieval fight. You know what? I would not even be opposed to that, because our women sometimes were forced into it, or they actually chose to. But none of this nonsense where they're going to be able to fend off, like a guy. Where they're tanking, you know, standing toe to toe with the two hundred and fifty pound, six foot five beast of a man, and they're just going at him with them hammer and tongs. That doesn't happen. I'm not opposed to, like, the female winning, but she'd have to do it in a different way. I don't like the way that they approach today, or with it today. We're actually, when it comes to those kind of things, we're actually going to look at their, you know, again, it's not about what does the script say. It's going to be more on the lines of, does it make sense that it is in the script? Yeah. If it doesn't, it's scrapped. If it can make sense... We're going to present that on a screen. Uh, but none of this, uh, you need to have your quotas filled and all that nonsense. That is for shame. It is irresponsible because it gives it gives a lot of women the idea that they're capable of things that they aren't. Well, it like, gives... um, one of the ideas that we was playing with was the idea of old women on the battlefield. Or older women on the battlefield. And then actually having a conversation for the reason that she's there. My, my entire family is dead. I have nothing left to give to my people except for my life. That would be a good reason for her to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, this is, um, this is not about... Um, how shall I put it? This is not about... The, 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 that, oh, it's a woman? No, this is about what's the physics here? It's about the, it's about the damn physics. What it has always been, actually, in the first place, uh, with these yeah these juvenile politics that have no grasp on reality. I would even argue on purpose to mislead people. Uh, it's also going to be refreshing, I believe, to see our people 
not influenced by modern mindsets. Who knows? I would, uh, with how we would want to present it, how I would want to present it, I would not be surprised that there is uh, going to be a lot of people that look at that and just uh, the sheer interaction of everyone with one another to actually take a breath and to to not feel this unhealthy need to constantly pick fights with the opposite sex <clears throat> or to you know just because it's all you know because of politically driven nonsense or this unhealthy need to to compete on on where there is no need for a competition in the first place but yeah such are the things that we would want you know, that I definitely would want to make happen uh, should we be able to make a series it's just yeah at the end of the day it's just going to be about our people doing its thing as it does best as it should <clears throat> as best as we can present it uh, and just have a good time with it while it's also educational on a cultural level psychologically uh, may give some insights while it has entertaining value of course well I, I would also uh, <clears throat> like since we was talking about battles show in some basic realities like it is the duty of the the older people to die first should it should it be a thing um, so then when these battles happen the front line full of, of older men physically putting their body between the enemy and the younger men and you have the younger men as well so that they can get blooded so that they can gain experience and understand what this is actually all about so have that, that mix but all the old bloods up on the front um, if you have the old woman uh, like we was talking about earlier and I don't mean necessarily crone age but sure why not uh, maybe she's a good shot, so she leads skirmishers rather than being on the front line, because she just get mowed. But some of these intrinsic things that we know to be true, but is never actually shown. Like, why is the old man at home sending his son off to war in his stead? Why is he not going in his son's stead or him going with his son to try and ensure that his son stays alive and survives this battle? Does that not intrinsically deep down in our blood make more sense? Yeah, you're also going to see, uh, like, you have a lot of people and they really like to shout at that stuff, you know, it's like, oh... Valhalla, die with a sword in your hand, blah, 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 without actually understanding where that comes from. And these are the sort of sayings that we will analyze. In what context does it actually, does it actually make sense? And by extent of that, how, how does our people uh, uh, handle this? Where do these sayings actually, from what kind of behavior do they come from? That is something that also is going to be explored a lot. Um, if for nothing else, then... Uh, yeah, kind of... Mm, bring light to a lot of foolery. Uh, a lot of foolishness, how people express themselves in our mundane world that we live in. Well, and we can teach simple basic lessons too, like... Um, 
um, for for that battle situation, which is my favorite part of the topics. But um, you have the the old man, uh, the old the older guys, the seasoned fighters, the ones that seen some battles before, sitting around a fire, and there's a couple of young guys. And the young guys worried, and he's he's excited and scared at the same time, and, and he uh, acknowledges his fear by saying, "I'm not sure I'm ready." And then have all the older, more seasoned warriors or fighters start laughing and, and have him seem like he's kind of shamefaced. And all of them just say, yeah, me either. I've done this a hundred times. I'm still not ready. I've done this 10 times. I'm still not ready. But let's go do this. It is a, it is actually a thing. There's things that I've done before that I know I would do again, but I, I'll never be ready for it again, ever. It's just the way that it is. You're never ready until you're in the thick of it. Uh, usually not until after the fact. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, and there, there's a whole lot that goes on there in just a few lines, right? And that's that's definitely what I want to approach with the show. I should never be... Uh, I, would n- I would feel very bad about myself if, uh, if it would be something uh, just nothing but filler or just too much filler the giant or, uh, monologues yeah just these monologues that just drag on forever without a point uh, no that's that's something I definitely do not want to people are going to watch that and I want their time to be well spent so yeah you know actually as for the ladies is there actually something else because you brought up how they dressed the interaction between man and woman and, and children, of course. One thing I think that the women might be interested in is uh, that childbirth is not lethal. Because it, the, that's something that's pushed now is way back when women would have children and just die. I th- that yeah, might be I mean, a it very... would be nice to see... It would be good to see childbirth uh, realistically presented. I mean, you wouldn't have to show like all the... <laughs> Details, but you know like what drives me crazy in in a lot of shows and movies is that like the lady the pregnant lady will be sitting there and all of a sudden oh i'm in labor and like it comes on like you know with the snap of a finger and that's not realistic no (laughs) and that's you know that goes for any time in history like that's not the way it works it doesn't come on in one second and yeah i mean back in in the in history it wasn't always lethal. I mean, yeah, sometimes people did die in childbirth. Sometimes the baby would die, but I don't think it happened as often as what they try to depict. And well, also, I think... It could even have the it. have the old lady... Well, I've shared this story with you before. So we could have an old lady say something very similar to a young first-time mother who's, who's scared of the childbirth and say something offhand like, oh, it's just like taking a giant poop that you want to save and show to everybody. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's I, just like taking a giant I really like poop. the idea of also if you're going to have that, um, just show what it was like in the past, which is you would actually have your community involved with the birth of a child. Yeah. You know. Oh, you not mean like that now. they wouldn't be pushed off to the side into a cold that. stone room and segregated oh, right. from everybody? No, there would be other women around. There would be midwives. Uh, and just, you know, women and family members from the village or area who would help out. 
Yeah, and like actual midwives, not like the midwives today that, you know, you have a midwife, but you still have to go to the hospital with her. It's They're just a stand-in. Right. They're basically doctors, really. But actual midwives and, and what they did and even how beneficial they were to the community. You know, I think that would be great to show. Well, and um, I think it might be interesting, too, just, just to toss a bone to these people as, oh, ritual and magic spells and this and that, but to show the reality of it where maybe they do have, I don't know, some kind of, uh, I'm sure that there's some kind of herb that they could burn that would kind of dull the senses a little bit, and then maybe they start chanting or singing a song, and then you get super-duper magical about it, and then afterwards, oh, we do that so that they, they're more focused on what we're doing and what's going on, whether it's a surgery because they have to amputate somebody's leg or sew them up or because they're giving birth. We do this. That what this, what this uh, potion does that we give them is it dulls the pain, muddles the mind a little bit, and then we burn this because it gives a, a special atmosphere. And then we chant and sing and everything because it's a distraction. It's so that they hold still, so that they remain right. calm. And it, well, is there a magical component to it? Maybe, but does it matter if there is or not? Because it, it did what it was supposed to do. It distracted them from the pain so that they didn't panic, so that they didn't try to run away, so that they didn't struggle while somebody's cutting inside their body or sewing them up. Well, it's also, um, like you've pointed this out before, like egg timers or like phone timers. Yeah. You had uh, you would sing a song and all the... Uh, Which the- there's a video game actually that, that hints at that. It's, uh, uh, what is that one? Everybody talks about it. It's the one that... Uh, White Horse or War Horse did the, did the video game. Maybe one of you guys know what one I'm talking about. Uh, you play Henry, some peasant. The Kingdom of Deliverance. Yeah, uh, that even hints yeah. at, at what you're talking about that I'd mentioned before, that some of these songs or chants or whatever, they're effectively clocks. If you do it at the right tempo, at the right speed, this much time goes by. Yeah, and then you and also one thing that I think was kind of would be interesting to show in a show would be there have been a lot of countries in Europe that people have just forgotten existed. Like Bohemia, Silesia, Prussia. I was very confused as a child because I would keep hearing about this Prussia place and I'm like, is this just like an old name for Russia? Like, what is this? Right. Because it would be mentioned in passing as if it was like this incredibly powerful country and I'm just like, where did it go? Is yeah. this just, did they just I look at the, the map, I, I see no Prussia. I don't see any remnant of Prussia. Uh, and then you think Germany's been around forever because the Germans have been around. But the country itself, I mean, what? The current version of it's what? Like 40 years old? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's a general understanding of history. Like, people will get all sorts of defensive about their borders and not realize that over the course of the last thousand years, even if their family has only ever lived in one spot, they might have actually been like 10, 20, 30 different countries. It's ridiculous. Right, and a lot of the modern countries were actually multiple countries. Actually, I believe they all were well, multiple yeah. countries. Uh, Spain point. is very notable as that. It was, it's been many different countries over right. time. And Ireland as well is actually like a dozen, two dozen different uh, England, countries. Before it was England, was multiple different kingdoms. And Sort he, of tying into that as well, I would really like to see... Uh, the use of language. I know, Hans, you had brought yes. that up 
as um, yes. like an interesting concept as well. I would be very much interested, but this is, yeah, here is where I really am going to need a bit of help. <laughs> I would be very much interested to uh, use <clears throat> to use the, the languages of the day as much as we can find. And if, if have to, maybe um, kind of reinvent language. They also did that for the Viking series. But then they, in later seasons, they gave up on that, it seems. But, for example, Anglo-Saxon, Latin. Uh, I think there is still a lot of the Normandic that is left. The You have, of course, Icelandic writings in the, the language of the time. That's a lot of material to work with, provided you have linguists and, and those, <coughs> those people who just know which books to look into and what have you. To then present that into into dialogue for the characters, how amazing would that be? Plus, it's really amusing to me also then to see the characters struggle with one another to get things cleared out. Can you imagine some? Uh, that would uh, be amazing. Yeah, just imagine some. Let's just say uh, a Norwegian. He ends up in. Uh, in Scotland somehow. Well, what is today Scotland? He ends up in the lands of the, the Picts. And now, you know, you have... Uh, <laughs> they, they meet up, uh, the Picts and, and Norwegians, and now they have to try to explain to one another what the purpose is of, of their presence. You know, the Norwegians have to explain why they're there. And then the Picts are frustrated because, you know, what are these guys saying? To, you know, without it becoming boring, of course, to play around with that would be very interesting. Oh yeah, also, where they have to kind of uh, use body language to get the general gist across until they come to understand each other. Yes, and have a, and then as the the the, the time pass by, yeah, they're they're uh, very much accustomed with bringing translators and all that stuff. So. It doesn't become a drag. It's really for early show, and just have fun with that. You know, how are they going to handle it? Oh, uh, and another interesting concept too, because you've come across this in, in history, is uh, where like a ah crap, I forget the groups. Uh, Charlemagne's bunch was fighting. I want to say it's Saxons, but it might have been some other group. And then the Slavs <coughs> came in and actually helped them. Oh, uh, that's uh, wait, hold on. You have. Um, Charlemagne's regime, they fought the Saxons. They eventually tried, wanted to invade Denmark. Uh, but they had allies in the Obodrites, which is a Slavic tribe. Is it the uh, Obodrites you're talking about, maybe? Uh, could be. I, I just remember that there were some tribes fighting against uh, Charlemagne's empire, or the remnants of his empire, and the Slavs actually came from Slavia, or S Slavland, uh, and was actually helping the people in Western Europe fight against um, uh, Charlemagne. Yeah, that's uh, when yeah the Danes invaded the uh, the allies of Charlemagne's territory, uh, which was you know the Obadrid territory, which is the Slavic tribe. However, there were three other Slavic tribes that came to the aid of the Danes. Isn't that interesting? And I, I think it. To keep it on a language thing, could even um, 
toy with the idea that they can't really communicate with each other because the languages are different enough that they might uh, know a couple words in common, but in general, they they still view each other as as allies and kin versus this this other enemy, uh, even though they don't speak the same language, and that could be something interesting to explore. And, and maybe the I mean because there's really not any details to it, so it could be the the deal where the Danes knew that they was fighting this this army, and here's the Slavs over there on the side. Crap, we're probably going to have to fight both of them. And then the Slavs come in and help them. Without them being aware of what's going on. That might be might be one way to go with it. I mean, there's really a hundred different ways that could be done. And it doesn't even all have to be based off from the same battle. Because this has happened many, many times through history. Where somebody from far away comes and helps. And, and it's gone in both directions. Though most of them that I'm aware of was actually the Slavs coming and helping Western Europe more so than the other way, but did occur on in the other direction as well. Yeah, it uh, <clears throat> becomes a mess the further you go into history. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> that's history for you. Not entirely certain there's something else to cover. Uh, I think, yeah, also... Maybe coming back to what Mayo and Hill uh, brought up, the relationship between man and woman and husband and wife, that is also something that I really want to address because this whole idea that white men brutalized white women throughout history uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, that needs to go away already. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. European women, in you know, if we're speaking in terms of women being treated by their men uh, on a scale from one to ten throughout history, and ten being uh, yeah, the further it goes to ten, the better. European women have a ten. Uh, it's only yeah, you know, that's also going to be in the series. I'm not going to further go further into it, but you'll see where something shifts. Well, uh, people are going to be able to see what happens and why it happens. And they're going to totally be able to make up their own minds because maybe the writers are full of it. I totally am willing to write the script from that perspective. It's not for me to tell how history played off. It's only for me to lay it out in how our psychology works and what, you know, what actually did happen in as far as the detail of that can go. You wanted to say something, Tom? I was going to say, when uh, even after long after Christianization, uh, foreigners are coming into European countries and thinking that we're ruled by our women because of how much respect and deference and care we give them, in comparison to how badly they mistreat their women. Yeah, it's uh, it's very telling as to how not abused women were. I, yeah, that'd be such an important thing to show to well, clear the record, as and, well as having the women prepare, uh, you know, fully prepare. Well, not fully prepare, but you know, per, send off their men to battle. You know, I have this image of a of a, a wife giving her her husband his blade, you know, with her blessing. I know, I, you know, she could be saying something like, "I, I know you're duty bound." You you need to do this. It's for the protection of the tribe. I don't like this anymore. 
than than any of the other women. But here, with my blessing, go. Something like that. Because Return that absolutely happened as well. Yeah. Return to me a hero or don't return. Wait, yes. you mean women weren't oppressed? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, or, or that before Christianity, a lot of families actually traced their lineage through the through the uh, the, mother. the the mothers. And it's for a very basic reason. You know who your mama is and who your daddy might be. So, regardless of what it is that you do with that, it makes more sense to actually trace your lineage through your mother, unless an exception to that would be a great hero. If there was a, a, a great hero, then you might carry um, through the mothers to that great hero that did this great deed. Yes, and it's also... And, and um, it's not just the Kels that did this. There's evidence that pretty much everybody did it that way, right up until uh, Christianity with that flip-flop. Well, honestly, biologically... And even then it continues for some people. What's that? I said, honestly, biologically, it just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, no offense to females, but yeah, there, there's quite a few people out there whose uncle or mailman is actually their dad. But then we could also get into some of the other social aspects, like women, um, the, the, the mother of, of the husband, the sisters of the husband, the cousins of the husband, the other women in the environment watching, watching that man's wife while he's gone to protect his honor. And how they might be forcibly divorced because um, her actions come into question. And they're like, oh, no, you're not worthy of this man. And actually just kick her. The women take it upon themselves to kick her out. This is also through history. It's, it's touched on. But it's kind of like at a passing as if everybody's aware that this is just how it is. Well, it's so like they a, don't go into great detail with it because it was common knowledge. Well, it's like uh, people... F it. A lot of people forget that the women are technically supposed to protect the men, especially from other women. Yeah. Like, I, I was telling, uh, a long time ago, I was talking to Hailstorm, and I was like, you know, you have, a, you have a brother. If he, you know, married a woman who presented herself as one way, and then when they were married, she's, you know, reheating Olive Garden, never cleaning, and just screaming at him for the fact that he won't buy her a purse, and just cheating on him every other Sunday... You know, you're not going to be okay with that. This is a man from your family. You're going to make sure this woman pays. No, and of course not. And it would even start before that. You know, if someone like that came along, <laughs> uh, I don't think she would make it to the marriage. <laughs> well, and same but with... In many ways, this would be how the women would hold the community together is by watching each other. Well, like Miobi, you would be very uh, choosy about your son's wife's. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. because yeah, women are very, women are very protective, you know, and we're protective of our men, whether they're our sons, whether they're our brothers or husbands, or just men that are part of our community. And we're going to do everything we can to protect them. Maybe we don't have the physical strength like a man does, but we can still, you know, we can get involved <laughs> and straighten things out if they need to be straightened out. Absolutely. Yeah, there needs to be yeah. more of that. The, that's also the thing. Um, <clears throat> in most shows today, where is actually the feminine sphere? Like the genuine feminine sphere, where is it? Because it's all about... It truly is um, 
all all in the men's sphere that everything is going on and the women are just <clears throat> pretending to be men. That's what it seems like to me. <laughs> Where, yes. That's a good point. <laughs> which is, you know, what a disservice. What a disservice to women is that actually? Well, it's all about yeah. uh, the, the supposed empowerment of females, but females have never been more powerless since that stuff showed up. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's uh, always in the TV shows that there's this... Uh, there's always this... Uh, drama that's always depicted between the women you know they're always operating against each other <laughs> yeah yeah it's right. the there's no power. Cohesion. well and we can drag in a lot of uh grandma's wisdom which uh Miobi loves um yeah <laughs> things like and, and yeah well uh, to me the most powerful statements would be made in passing so like a young girl first comes of age and she has her first period and then the women tell her Oh, I, I know that you get stomach cramps, get used to it. We don't want to hear any complaints that you can't do this and you can't do that because of the stomach cramps. Get used to it. It's just the way that it is. Well, it's going to happen for most of the rest of your life. In reality, I don't even think that's how that happened in the past. That's that's more of a modern situation. Well, just because they didn't complain about it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But, you know... Back in the day, they <clears throat> probably, uh, I mean, we're speaking about more than half a million years of evolution here. I think somewhere our women along the way found the means to to ease it out for those who have uh, more severe you know, ones. Who are in a bit more pain than others. Well, that so, were just generally exactly. tougher. We, we had women who would have just uh, advised and supported, and that was that. Mm-hmm. Well, the and world. that I want to, I want to have that expressed as well, because it's it's not just about about the guys going on journeys or whatever it's going to be, or the women even being on the same journeys. It's also, uh, yeah, what are the ladies getting up to among one another? How do they actually deal <clears throat> with the, with the, for example, so like a quarter of the men of the village, they go out on an adventure or what have you, and now they're going to be alone for the rest of the year. Until the men are back, how do the women respond to that? What are their safety precautions? You know, how do they deal with one another? How is the uh, who, who who is the woman who perhaps takes the lead a bit more than than the others? And it doesn't even need to be about drama. It can just be that they're working things out as best as they can. But then some women may get in a panic or whatever it's going to be get over emotional and then the the more level-headed women have to step in and and right here's a perfect spot for us to cut for another commercial break for the podcast listeners please enjoy and thank you for listening (coughs) all right and we're back and uh you was waiting to say something what was you gonna toss in there like well i was gonna say and yeah just go ahead and finish hans just the the cultural significance that women bring with them uh, we really want to see expressed as well what does their presence uh, bring forth that a man just cannot bring in this at least not in the same way right right that's also going to be very big and now what was you gonna say well i was gonna point out like when the spartan men were away the youths and the women would actually fight and they actually took some land once. You actually pointed out yeah. historically. 
Historically, uh, uh, they, they took some, some land because they was invaded while the men was gone. And, and the women and the youths um, fought basically a war while the men were gone and captured land. And they classified them all technically as women because they actually, until you had a beard, you weren't classified as a man. Right. And you still had to pass all the trials, too. Right. And another thing is, um, like, uh, the closest that sort of happened is, like, the drawing room or something in, like, Downton Abbey or Game of Thrones where the women are talking. But, like, there used to be things like sewing rooms or things like that, like the spinning rooms. Mm -hmm. That was where a lot of women would pass down the lore, would pass down old folk songs. Well, it one never thing gets I think shown. may be interesting for, like, showing the importance of the women is celebration time comes up. Guys are trying to do this thing. The women know that the celebration is coming up. So what does every good woman do? She pushes the men to stop splitting the firewood. Come help us set up the celebration. You can fish later. Come to the celebration. I know that you don't want to come to the celebration. That You'd much rather go off fishing with Bob. But come to the celebration. Come on, you'll have fun. You'll have fun. And basically doing the, the woman thing of... Because really, let's be honest. Most, while guys, we love celebrations, we'd much rather go off with a couple of our friends and build a chicken coop than bother going to the celebration. And show that pretty much it's almost always been this way where the women have to push mm. the guys into the middle and say, have fun. Have fun together as a community. Well, unless there's a chance you meet a, a lady there, then <laughs> you can't wait to go. <laughs> right. But I, I love that point about the uh, that we touched on earlier about the uh, the women having a, just a, a huge role in, in who their son and who their daughters marry as well like you watch um slavic dramas all the time that's one of the the most uh long-lasting themes doesn't matter polish russian doesn't matter uh, all uh, all of them that uh, you know uh, pavel what are you doing you're throwing your life away she's a she's a terrible woman you know what about elisa down the street she likes you she's she's you know she's nice she's kind right what and, are you doing? And, and to show that it's not forced arrangements but more like um they get together and there, there's there's an assortment yeah they're always watching they you know they can pick out the the good ladies and the good guys well they're good a, matchmakers well and even the fathers get involved a little bit but uh they have a different way of doing it like there's actually a folk tale where the father who's a farmer he brings out and he says I will trade, uh, I think he had like turnips or something, but turnips for uh, for dust. Bring on me all the dust in your house. And uh, one of them brings a huge bag full of dust. Another one brings a little bit because they had been sort of just avoiding certain spots. And the last one has just a tiny, tiny bit. And they're like, and the woman says, you know, I, I didn't have any dust, unfortunately. So I went to my neighbor and got some. And that is the woman that he wants his son to marry. <laughs> Which is amazing. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, and we can show this whole gambit, or we could show this whole gambit, assuming that we had resources to do this. And, of course, be building a real-life uh, village and community, buying up uh, Bill Gates' land. Uh, Who currently if we got that Jeff country. Bezos money. But we, we could... Also fight the battle on, on this other front of doing shows for our people about our people and who we are at our core. And just how mm -hmm. wondrous and amazing our history is and how messy it is 
and how from east to west, or sorry, I did it backwards with my hands, but you guys couldn't see. From east to west, north to south, we have a shared biospirit, but with different um, expressions of that biospirit. Like, you might have one group that's, they, they wear their heart on their sleeves, and the other group that is extremely stoic. They still have a shared biospirit, they're just expressing it in different ways, like, uh, one one might be like, well, you need to wear your heart on your sleeve, so uh, I don't know to uh, build up your tolerance to pain or whatever for strength and uh, or so that you can love deeper or whatever that particular group's uh, uh, thoughts would be. But you have this other group that's extremely stoic, and they have a um, uh, where they hide their emotions. A, a lot until they just explode but then their thing could be our emotions run deep and so we must keep them under control so that we don't lash out at our own people to show control and strength um, and, and how both are expressions of the same thing both have very deep very strong emotions well, and um, while we're on the topic of what we would do if we, uh, we could make a TV show, you and I have actually talked about like uh I think it's a cartoon. Mm -hmm. and oh, and by the way, people that's, that's listening, this is just what we do for fun. Yeah. We, yeah. For just raw fun. As deep as this sounds, this is our fun. Well, like, um, I think the show that we were kind of, like, we just toyed with it. We kind of got the idea from Noragami, where they have, like, the Shinto gods, and uh -huh. they're interacting with people and stuff. And we were like, well, what if we kind of did something <coughs> like that, but with, you know, European deities? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of thought you wanted to do, like, your god Og, and I thought, oh, what if we put him in um, sort of a close to modern day, but not quite sort of thing, um, have him as an incarnation, and we basically developed this whole plotline uh, kind of idea where, you know, there's you got your ragtag trio of, like, uh, an incarnation of Nemesis, an incarnation of Og, and then a kid that gets sort of swept up in it, and it's this sort of exploration of all these different pagan features and concepts, philosophical ideas, while also having the big bad being, you know, the Christian God. Yeah. But, we, we, there's, yeah, so we've discussed this a few different ways with uh, different movie styles, different TV styles, like, from something ancient all the way up to something modern, maybe even possibly futuristic, uh, animation, um, uh, CGI stuff, uh, combinations between CGI and practical or live action. Uh, really, we we do this sometimes just to unwind. Like, if we had the ability to do this, how could we portray these things in a way that would be positive for our people? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, right now the the culture is just a cesspit. It's, there's so so much bullshit out there that just demoralizes us. And if we had the ability, I mean, we could. There's so much, so many more better things that we could be showing, because this is this is actually very important for the morale of our people. Believe it or not, I mean, the, these tapping into the biosphere with uh, with stories. That's that's what we've done for ages and ages, and what we'll continue to do. This is more important than people realize. It, uh, granted, right now it's just brainstorm, but still. These... Oh, go ahead. 
about the purpose and what's the purpose of this entire series beyond just looking at you know who our people are and whatever it's to give it's to give a sense of hope and a sense of belonging not to want to belong to these characters in the show which are by all means long you know, long dead no it's about finding belonging uh, with you know with your neighbors with your family with your friends in an, on a new level the show is there to to depict um, where you need to look <clears throat> how you need to interact with yourself what is actually healthy for you that is that's why I want to bring that out well and to counteract the damn propaganda that's the I think the most important part is to counteract the propaganda with propaganda of our own. Well, those go hand in hand, right? If our people know where to look, then they know what they need to shove out of their life. So yeah, the that's if uh, if we have uh, a few billion, a few million, whatever it takes on the site. <laughs> well, if we only have a few million, it is definitely a land. If we have a, a trillion, well, now we can fight the war on many fronts all at once. Yes. I guess, yeah, and I hope for everyone that's listening in that, that you guys uh, well, may find it appealing. And <clears throat> it, it's like with everything else we've done thus far. I think we have a, a, one, you know, a track record of 100% that when we say we're going to do something... We are going to do it, and the results are are in practice. We spoke about the magazines. Well, it's been more than more than just uh, successful. It's been amazing. We've sold out one time thus far, and of course, we're now looking at how it's going to go in the second run too, when the new uh, stock is brought in. But also. You know all the other things that we said we wanted to achieve. We wanted more people in. We want to show people, you know, where our place of belonging is, our spiritual home, where that is. We've seen people. You know, we've had people now in the last few months who have come around and said, "Yeah, yeah, this makes sense," and who are still working on it. Right. Well, and, uh, and we we also try to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Yes, that's kind of our trademark at this point. Right, otherwise there'd be, you know, 10,000 people listening to us right now if we told people what they want to hear. But instead, we have a dedicated few because we tell people what they need to hear. I, I mean, uh, Moy's, Moy's in uh, BC now, um, it, and even he kind of went through that where got a little mad, didn't like something that was said, calmed down, listened, thought about it, Checked around, whacked it with a stick a bit, and said, "Oh, this is sad. It's it's true." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like is it bad in the long run? It's not like you lost anything. I would argue. No, well, that's that's the thing. That's why you know when I get in that mode, I uh, I really have to begin a, an investigation, as it were. You know, like you said, that, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, I have to test the ideas. I have to whack him with a stick a few times. So I encourage others who are listening who are kind of on the fence about that. Give it time. Listen to what we're saying. You know, we're, yeah, we're, 
<laughs> I mean, we don't hold punches, but that's the point. And, and we aren't trying to take anything away either. We're trying to give people the world is set down this little box that you're clinging to so that you can then turn around and grab the world. Mm. We aren't trying to take anything away. Like um, some people, they, they cling to the notion of uh, religion, for instance, which religion would play a part in this, this uh, theoretical show that we're talking, that was talking about. But the thing is, you don't need the religion. Put down the religion and, and grab a hold of your people. And, and you'll be much happier. So we aren't trying to take anything away. We're trying to give you more than what you have, which is why sometimes we have to say those hard things that people just don't want to hear. And I want to add real quick, I'm really grateful for all of the people that do keep showing up. Uh because it's for you guys that you know it's it's for everyone i've said it from the start it's not just about cg town and myself and look how many people have actually started joining us on the streams itself and all of that the you know just to, to the general uh, support you know keeping up morale that we get the financial support which is you know it's going it can always go it's better. going it's going slow but at least it's moving yeah, it's going and it forward. moves faster if you guys listen to us on Anchor, or it doesn't even have to be Anchor. Just listen to the podcast. If you miss part of it, if it's glitchy, I mean, I try to get it to run as smooth as I can. But technology, and I have a potato. I have a potato with a gerbil, gerbil on the wheel making it move. Um, it's what I got to work with. So yeah, I mean, it's powered. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> give us we're, some slack. We're doing what we can to to make everything work, and if if it doesn't work right you can still participate the chat still functions uh, i apologize for any technical issues but then listen to us on the podcast it actually does help us out financially you don't have to do nothing but listen that's it and actually you don't even have to listen just play it <clears throat> because in uh what was it one week we made the most money ever off uh, from one week work weeks worth of just the plays we made a little over a dollar and now we're back to in two weeks we've made just under a dollar because people peter off. And I'm guessing what it is, is some of the people, they come in, oh, I like this, and then they'll listen to some of our old podcasts, and they hear something that they don't want to hear, but it is still something that they need to hear. They get mad, they wander away. So help us out, listen to the podcast, offset these people that just would rather go to somebody that makes a religion, which really I want to do that topic tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow I want and I mention it because we're nearing the end of the stream today but um, or Tuesday not tomorrow my bad thank <laughs> you yes on Tuesday not tomorrow so not on Monday but on Tuesday I want to cover um, religions and how people are they're, they're making up more religions for our people oh you don't like Christi Christianity Here's this thing, the Indo-European religion, which didn't exist, never has. There's no evidence for it. You may it. as well worship the Dothraki gods. Right. Um, or or here's a story that I wrote in a very religious way. Turn it into a religion. Feel free. Uh, no, we don't need that. And I really want to talk about this uh, Tuesday. On Tuesday, because it is very important. Our people were t pulling, her, pulling one noose off to stick her head into another noose. We, we don't need that. And uh, uh, be, to tie it into what we was talking about, that's one of the things I want to show with with a TV show like this, because that's what it'd have to be as a TV series, is 
our people don't need religion. That religion actually hamstrings us, holds us back. Yeah, yeah, and I have many things to say on that, but I will avoid it till. Yeah, I'm choking it back right now because I don't want to turn the tail into into just that. <laughs> well, I mean, we're kind of at the point where we can probably just um, start doing the plugs. So I will go ahead and say, let's see, we have our, you can listen to us on Anchor, as CG said, the link's in the description. Uh, check us out on wilderhomesproject.life, that's our website that we're building up bit by bit. And you can you can access the podcast through that, that website. I'm going to rearrange the, the website a little bit so it ha- goes on its own tab. But currently right now it's at the bottom of the uh, wilderhomesproject.life. Um, all the way down at the bottom, there is a podcast player, so you can you can just go there and listen to it as well. And we we put up uh, blogs and it's been there's going to be minute, more on it. We're working future. on so many things that it's going yeah, to take. We're a, while. we're a handful of people doing the work of fifty. So yeah, uh, we got a white people. You can go to White People's Press and get the magazine Europe and Diaspora Volume One. Uh, I've been told volume two should hopefully be ready by next uh, by the end of next weekend. So it'll be an Easter release. Uh, well, at the very least, an Easter finish because it still has not been fully sent to the publisher yet. There is a GoFundMe, and if you guys want want to just directly support us, which currently we're trying to raise funds to get Eighth Wolf out of South Africa. So everything's but, going that way. Yeah. So everything currently is going that direction. But there's a GoFundMe. You can if you want to directly support us. Our tools and goals, that's one way that you can do that. And then I also we also have a subscribe star, which has uh, unique articles and posts on there, as well as updates. We're um, toying with the idea of maybe recording some of our side conversations and putting those up on the there, scenes, but that's still in the... Things like that. So That's still in the process of things being worked on. So if people want to back us there, um, honestly, because the lemons value dropped from... 1.2 cents to effectively nothing. It's actually um, preferable to support us either via watching us on Anchor yeah. or checking us out on Subscribestar and backing us there. Right. I, I mean, as you can still toss us lemons, but they're worth whatever DLive says they're worth at the moment. So uh, if you rack them up just from general conversation, go ahead and share those. But uh, yeah, don't buy them. Don't buy them. They're basically scamming you at this point, unfortunately. And then uh, you can check us out on our Telegram. And then just uh, another reminder, uh, we're helping get an Aethel Wolf out, as CG mentioned. Um, you can either support him directly uh, or you can uh, buy his art or commission him. Or better yet, if you are in Canada and you can get Aethel Wolf a job as a graphic designer and go through all the rigmarole, it cuts through all the bullshit, and we get Aethelwolf out before he needs to get all that money together. Right. Uh, and I have his Telegram link in the chat. Say, hashtag save Aethelwolf. And, and again, our, our ultimate goal is to start building towns. But, um, yeah, we're doing what we can on the way. Yeah, they just uh, they just made it legal to actually kill white people in South Africa. So Did they? Yes. Oh, my. Uh, it's not that it was really illegal in the first place. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really any punishment. So, coming to a country near you soon. Yes, amazing. So, that's that's all the plugs. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's... Uh, I'll go ahead and say 
our people love stories and this whole thing was about what we could do to make something that would embolden our people because right now most forms of media and entertainment are done to drag us down yeah tow out well, I guess I'll just hop in and add uh, be sure to uh, check out me and Miles podcast Sisters of Eos that will be on Fridays at noon eastern time And then Canada ate her her voice. I'll, I'll hop in and on top of Hailstorm and say, yeah, our, our podcast is Sisters of Eos. It's going to be Fridays at 12 Eastern Standard Time. And it's on the Heimdallers Home channel. Right what? now we're doing it on YouTube and DLive for the moment. But it's eventually just going to be on DLive, I believe. But yeah, check us out. 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And great topic today this was really fun it's really fun to think about these things and use your imagination and you know just think about these great things for our people and i'm as always i'm really glad to be here and i hope everybody enjoys the rest of their day and uh just so everybody knows sisters the sisters of eos episodes also go up onto the podcast so you can get if you miss those you can catch them on the podcast as well Moyer hans well, <clears throat> it was an interesting, uh, an interesting one. I hope everyone enjoyed it a little bit. Just thinking about the potential creations that may come, uh, you know, a few years, no doubt, down the line, but nonetheless worth looking into, worth exploring. And uh, I, I uh, yeah, I'm thankful that you all listened in, and you all have a good one. And feel free to brainstorm on your own different uh, different stories, different uh, ways that we can inspire our people through these tales. Be a part of the tradition. And um, I'm sure they meant to say Slava Rodu. Slava Rodu. Glory to the people. All right. So, yeah, uh, you know, don't forget to have fun for us. We, we just shared uh, um, an example of something that we do for fun. We, 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 we always have our people in mind and stories. Stories are intrinsic to our people. We are a storytelling people. It, it's how we inspire. It's how we remember. It's how we dream. So don't be afraid to do the same. And uh, remember, we are the gods of the future.
Oh, thank you.